You are listening to Overcomers Church International Podcast. Here at OCI, we are dedicated to our vision of building strong people and building strong churches. From wherever you are listening, we hope this message leaves you equipped and encouraged. I'm just going to wrap some things up here really quickly. How many of y'all enjoyed the presence of God this morning? It's so good. It's, um, it's actually a, a scary thing to me whenever you, you go in and begin to worship the Lord and he begins to draw you in closer and words start coming and things like that in a corporate setting. It's scary to me to just shut that off. I'd rather go a song or two longer or five or 10 minutes longer and be like, okay, we can shift now. You know what I'm saying? Because when the Lord's ministering to you, see, here's the thing is that the reality, especially of the season we're in now, it's Emmanuel, God with us. He's not just some God up in the heavens, but he's also here with us now. The greatest measure of glory that will come upon the on the church is directly tied to and correlates with the recognition and honoring of his presence. And so when we're singing, Lord, come rest on us, he doesn't have to do anything more than what he's already done. He's so worthy of all the power and the praise and the adoration. He doesn't have to do one thing more. How many of y'all agree with that? He's, he's done enough. But when we're saying come rest on us, we're actually saying, Lord, we want all of what you have and what you've done to overshadow us. I remember having a conversation with uh, my dad years ago when he got this revelation when he was reading about how the Holy Spirit came and overshadowed Mary. And that became a prayer of his for quite a while that, Lord, I want you to overshadow my life. And I remember hearing that as I was a young boy, and then I began to say the same thing, Lord, I want you to overshadow my life, all of your stuff to consume all of my stuff. I want to tell you a word that the Lord spoke to me, and I'm going to finish ministering on faith um, next week will be the first one of the year, and we'll finish the series on faith we've been in. But I want to tell you a word that the Lord gave me. Um, It was last week during prayer. And he spoke this to me, and I was just in prayer with the Lord. And he said, the day we stop contending, this is just what he spoke to me. And he said, the day we stop contending is the beginning of sorrows. And I was like, Lord, what, what, does, that, what does that mean? And he began to show me some things. And, you know, there is, there, is, there has been and probably will continue, let me rephrase that, there will continue to be a great falling away. And many people have and many people will fall away from the Lord. And the Bible says that even the elect will be deceived. And so I take that and I took this word and I just begin to meditate on this. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to see, there's going to be sorrow in the world, but that doesn't mean it has to fill our heart. And there's something about a resolute people that say, I'm going to continue after the heart of God, regardless of circumstances, regardless of what happens in this life, I'm going to continue seeking after him. And there is a contending. And 
you know, if you've been part of certain camps of people, you've probably felt like you were contending against God. But how many of y'all know that we're not contending against God? He's on our side. He's on our side more than we have any idea of how much he's on our side. He is so for us. He's so not against us. And the contending isn't really even against the devil. If you've been a part of maybe some other groups of people or some other teaching, you might have uh, put a bunch of emphasis on fighting against the enemy. And there is a place for rebuking. There's a place for uh, putting the enemy in his place, right? But um, really, the contending is just staying the course and doing what's right, doing what we know to be good for us to do. And the Lord just began to bring all of these things up to me at the tail end of that word that we have to continue to contend. If we don't, it's the beginning of sorrows. How many of y'all can relate? You've seen some people fall away in your life that you, you've known of, and they end up in this place to where they're not even walking with the Lord anymore. Why? Because they, they stopped contending. I, this in the middle of the night, I woke up in the middle of the night uh, just last night and uh, the best I can say is like sorrow just filled my heart because of some different circumstances and some different situations and things going on and, and some lies the enemy had wanted me to, to believe, and I just refused to believe them. There was a number of things that were going on. And when those things happen, there is, there is something, I guess, in the human flesh that makes us want to just throw in the towel and say, I'm done. I'm not going to, I don't want to do it anymore. Anybody ever been there before in your life? You're like, I am do I'm done doing this thing. Well, that's just the enemy lying to you. You do want to do this thing. You're called to it. You're called to walk with him. You're called to pursue him. And today, more so than we've ever needed to before, we need to contend against the desires of the flesh. We need to contend against the lies of the enemy. We need to contend against all of the, the things that are just happening in this world. And you know, like with Kathy's words, when she was talking about let your... Let your words be seasoned with grace. You know, and I look at what's happening in our, our world, and I've, I've calmed down a little bit. I'm still raging on the inside, but I, I've learned to control my emotions a little bit. But there are some knuckleheads doing some knuckleheaded things. That's my term I use now instead of saying idiots, because that's what I want to say, but that would be wrong to say that, so I won't say that. But when you look at the things happening in the news and the people that are supposedly leading our country and stuff, actually, I haven't listened to much news in a while, and I've got a lot more peace. So you need to take that stuff in very small doses. Amen. And even a lot of like praying for our nation and things like that, I am all for that. I am all for that. But only do what God's telling you to do, and don't spin your wheels with things beyond what he's telling you to do. Amen. Because if you're not careful, you, you wind up them so mad, and you, you can take a righteous anger and it turn into a fleshly anger. Come on now, and I've, I've been there before, and God doesn't want us to do that. And so when you think about contending, part of us contending for the time we're living in now is to be the people that are different than everybody else. Anybody can get mad and scream and cuss and, you know, the whole um, let's go Brandon thing, other than saying let's go Brandon, you know, other than that, uh, I don't agree with that. It's a wrong spirit. I don't like, the, I don't like Joe Biden, and I refuse to call him my president because I think it was an illegitimate election. But I'm not going to come against a person, even if I think they're full of demons, I'm not going to come against a person who's messed up, who needs to get their heart right with God. That is not the spirit that we are of. We need to contend against everything that is opposite of the spirit of Christ. 
And the Spirit of Christ is about loving people. It's about honoring people. I want to show you this verse. And I'm, tonight in Bonterra, I'm going to have more time and I'm going to minister on this there. So if you're going to be there, you can hear it. If not, you can tune in the live stream. I want to go to Ephesians chapter 1 and I'm going to finish with this verse. Hallelujah. Um, wherever Ephesians went to in my Bible. There it is. Ephesians chapter 1. And I've read Ephesians more times than, than I could possibly count. And I love it. It's my favorite, favorite book of the Bible. But I saw something here that I'd never seen before. And I want to look here in verse, verse 9. Actually, let's just read in verse 7 and we'll read up to where we're going to go because it's also good. So Ephesians 7 Chapter 1 and verse 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the rich riches of his grace, which he made to abound toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in himself. So he's made known to us the mystery of his will. And here is what his will is, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times... He might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. He might gather together one, gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. The fullness of times is yet to come. There is a fuller fullness of times than what we're living in now. There's going to come a point when we don't have to contend for things anymore. And it'll be the point when Jesus comes and he defeats all the, the enemies of, of the, you know, the Lord uh, on the, the Battle of Armageddon. It's going to be awesome. And then it's going to start the millennial reign of Christ. If I have my uh, end time Bible eschatology correct in the timeline, something along those lines. And everything's going to be set right. It will be the fullness of times when everything in heaven and earth come together in a oneness. But it says that it's in him. And the reality is that all of the things that were necessary to be done for us, living in the kingdom of God right here, right now, everything is already available for all of heaven to invade the realm of earth and our sphere that we're living in right now. It's already completely 100% available. The deal is, is that we have to contend for it. There's going to come a day when we don't have to contend anymore, and I thank God for it. I look forward to that day, but today is not that day. You have to contend for it. We have to contend for it. I don't know about you all, but I'm willing to continue to contend for what Jesus has rightly provided for me. And it's not, it's not doing something to get God to do something. He's already, he's already done it all. It's a done deal. It's already finished. But I, I never noticed this before until very recent days that it's a coming together of heaven and earth. The Lord never desired for earth to be in the condition that it's in. He knew it was going to be in that condition because he gave man a free will and he saw what man was going to do before he even made man. And before he made man, he already made a provision to cover and set things right because of what man would do. And now we're living in a time right now when everything has been made right between us and God because of Jesus. 
And we have the privilege to come into cooperation and into alignment with heaven to see heaven's benefits and heaven's blessing manifest right here with us right now. If that's not true, it's either completely true or it's not true at all. If it's not true, then our only job is to live in hell here on this earth and tell people about a Jesus that doesn't really want them to have a full and blessed life and that one day they'll just get to die and go and be in heaven with him, which that would be worth saying, but it wouldn't be true. It wouldn't be the full truth. But actually, what we have is the privilege of telling people about Jesus so that they can go and be with him when they die or when he returns. But we also have the privilege of telling them about a Jesus, about a God that provided for them right here, right now. He's a God that's more than enough. He has come to give us a life and to have it in abundance. How is that possible? It's because the more we come into I use the word alignment, cooperation with him, the more of heaven we can see manifest. If this isn't true, then how was it that Peter was able to walk down the street? And you know, the Bible never says that Peter's shadow fell on anyone and healed him. It never says that. We say that, we've been saying that, but it actually doesn't say that. It says that people laid their sick relatives out, and, and whoever, their, their sick people that they knew, out in the streets that just by Peter passing by in hopes that his shadow might fall upon some of them that they would be healed. But yet, according to what we know from the Bible, that never happened. Now, it might have happened, but we don't know that from, from what the Bible says. So there was something on Peter that was so outside of this natural earthly realm that caused people to look at him and say, if I can just get his shadow to fall on people that are sick, they can be healed. And I look at that and I say, God, what am I not doing to cooperate with you on a greater level? It's not, you know, I went through a season in my life, um, you know, I'll say, I, I say uh, BA before Andrew, before Andrew Womack, before I, he helped me understand some things. Uh, but there was a season in my life where we were begging and pleading. Uh, I think it was more of just we were trying to fit in with the people we were in. We didn't really believe it. And we went to this all-night prayer meeting one time, and it was so weird. It was so weird. It was so strange, and it was awful. It was awful. And I'm not saying their hearts weren't right, but it was all this begging and just like, God, move, and you got to do something. And there was these prophetic words that were really prophetic words. It was just... It was just silliness is all it was. And I'll never forget getting, we got back in the van. This was before we were married. We got back in the van. I was supposed to be driving through the night to the team down there and back, and someone else had to drive because I couldn't stay awake. But anyways, uh, we get back in the van from this church we were at before anybody else. And I, in my mind, I was thinking, this is ridiculous. This is so goofy. I'm not against praying, all right? I believe in praying, but the, the posture of our heart was just really unlearned. And so I told Liz, I said, I, I don't, this, if this is what we have to do to get God to move, then I guess this is just what we're going to have to do. And when, I, when it, words came out of my mouth, I thought, this can't be right. <laughs> and I come to find out it wasn't right. We didn't have to beg for God to do something. He wanted it done more than we wanted it done. So then I came into this language that it was almost, it almost seemed wrong to ask God of anything, and that's not really accurate either. But in the asking, it's knowing that he already wants us to have it. It's just literally learning to come into cooperation with him. And let me tell you, the day we stop contending for God's best is the beginning of sorrows. 
I'm telling you that as a prophetic word from the Lord because he told it to me. And I think you could back that up in Scripture, and you certainly could back it up with situations and times and people in your life and whatever going on that they quit, they gave up, they stopped pressing in, and all of a sudden everything fell apart in their life. It's because we're called by God to be with him and to have his best in every single area of life, but we have to contend for it. You know, Liz was talking about, specifically with finances, but about being on purpose. Our entire life is supposed to be about being on purpose, being intentional. Be intentional with every day of your life. So people, every, every, every year, I feel this pressure, not from anybody, but just from me, to like, I got to have a word. I got to have like, you know, what's 2020, what's 2021? I never really did get a word. Uh, I mean, I shared some things probably, but not real strong. And I'm like, what's 2022? And the Lord's like, well, what do you need the most? I said, I just need to draw closer to Jesus. He said, that's your word. He says, as a matter of fact, that's your word from here until you die every single year of your life. Just draw closer to him. Well, you know what drawing closer to him means you have to contend. You know what you have to contend for? Waking up in the morning and feeling like doing nothing before you go to work. It's coming home at night and feeling like doing nothing or lounging and, and not spending time with him. It's contending with the thoughts and the emotions and the wrong things that have been said to you, the wrong things that have been done, and letting your mind run wild with stuff. It's that kind of contending that we have to do if we're going to step into the greater, if we're going to step into the best that God has for us. We're called to contend. So you know what I'm going to do this next year? Here's my word for 2022, and you can go with me. Everything that has been keeping me from being in love and practicing my covenant with my first love is getting out of the way, and it's getting out of the way fast. Because I look back at 2021 and 22, or 2020 also, not 2022, 2020 also, and 2019. And so many years I look back and I go, I didn't get everything out of it that I should have gotten out of it because I didn't put into it what was necessary to get it out. Heaven, we are not waiting on heaven. Heaven is waiting on us. And the Lord's not impressed with our much doing. But our doing with a right heart and right motives positions us to come into cooperation or alignment with what heaven has to offer. And I don't know about what you guys think, but I'm t I've had enough years of like the supernaturals coming and signs and wonders and not actually seeing it to the degree that we see on the inside. Because, I, I, and I believe this is true for all of you, you've had dreams, you've had visions, you've had ideas of tremendous revival and awakening and great things happening. And yet we go year after year with that in our heart, but never actually see it, see it without actually seeing it, and I'm tired of not seeing it. I'm ready to see it. So whatever it is that we got to get out of the way, that we have to contend for, and we have to push out of the way and step into, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to push things aside. I'm willing to press into Jesus to a greater degree. And that needs to be all of our word going into And you can have specific things that God will show you and, and all that, and that's great. Do that, hear from the Lord, but let's love on God and let him love on us like we have never, never done at any point in our life. Let's have the best year this upcoming year pressing into him that we've ever had. Because really, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We need, what we need are continual words from God all year long. And if we're not in his presence continually, how can we continually get words from him to quicken our faith? We need to be with him. We need to be close to him. We need to be closer to him than we are our own spouses, our own children. 
We need to be closer to him than the television set. We need to be closer to him than our church family. We need to be closer to him than our job. We need to be closer to him than we have ever been at any point in our life. Because I'm telling you, and I've said this before, there is more garbage coming in our country. There's more garbage coming in our world. I'm not saying that because somebody else said that. I'm saying that because I absolutely positively know it's true. You know why? Because I have a prophetic word? No, because the Bible says it's going to happen. That's my prophetic word. Jesus said all these things are going to happen. He said, oh, don't worry. This is just the beginning of sorrows. Stuff's happening, a biblical proportion right before our eyes. And if we are not intentional to contend and guard over our own hearts, over our own homes, over our own lives, we can get sucked in with all the rest of the world. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not giving in to all that stuff. I'm going to stick close with Jesus. And 2022, 2022 is going to be the best year that I have ever had in my life. If God is changing your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by partnering with us today. If you would like to give or would like more information on how we are making a difference, visit ociperryville.com.